Welcome to episode 149 of Behind the Mission, a show that sparks conversations with Sidecarmer trusted partners and educational experts. My name is Dwayne France, and each week I'll be having conversations with podcast guests that will equip you with tools and resources to effectively engage with and support military service members, veterans, and their families. You can find the show on all the podcast players by going to psycharmor.org forward slash podcast. Thanks again for joining us in Behind the Mission. Our work and mission are supported by generous partnerships and sponsors who also believe that education changes lives. Our sponsor this week is PsychArmor, the premier education and learning ecosystem specializing in military culture content. PsychArmor offers an online e-learning laboratory that's free to individual learners as well as custom training options for organizations. On today's episode, I'm having a conversation with Stacy Lewis, a health system and improvement specialist at the Department of Veterans Affairs, and Ashley Hammond, a portfolio manager also with the Department of Veterans Affairs. Ashley, Stacy, and I will be talking about the VA's Pathfinder program, part of the VA's innovation ecosystem. Pathfinder is a website and digital tool designed to facilitate connections between external innovators, vendors, and VA employees in order to improve healthcare delivery for veterans. You can find out more about Stacy and Ashley by checking out their bio on our show notes. Let's get into my conversation with them and come back afterwards to talk about some of the key points. Stacey, Ashley, I'm looking forward to having a great conversation with you and learning about your work with the VA's Pathfinder program. Before we get into that, however, I'd like to provide each of you an opportunity to share a bit about yourself and why what you're doing is such a passion for you. Stacey, we'll start with you. Excellent. Thank you very much for having us today, Dwayne. My name is Stacey Lewis, and I have actually been working for the VA for going on 11 years. I started in radiology on the clinical side, and then after two years moved over into quality management where I've been organizationally aligned ever since. I'm a health system and improvement specialist and a Lean Six Sigma black belt. I am an expert of the system and how it works, the processes that exist with inside and the resources needed for those processes to run. So last year, I had the opportunity to be an entrepreneur in residence for the innovation ecosystem as a fellow. During that time, I took on the Pathfinder program to work on the operational throughput of innovative solutions from the community coming into the VA with a goal of giving fair and equitable access to the VA network and its resources. And with my skill set, that was a great place for me to start. And if I can make that work transparency efficiently, effectively, and match people up without having a lot of trouble, then that's my passion. And that's what keeps me up at night. So yeah, thanks for having me. Absolutely. That's great. And Ashley? Yeah, thanks, Dwayne, for having us today. And we just had Veterans Day, and I want to say happy Veterans Day, belated happy Veterans Day to you and all your listeners. And we're excited to share information about the Pathfinder system. But myself, I have been with the VA just under 15 years. I I came out right out of college into a fabulous executive secretary position in engineering. They gave me a chance. I was 20 years old. And then I moved into the safety department doing more administrative work. And then to the logistics department, where I'm ultimately settled into acquisitions now, whereas that's how I got to the Pathfinder program. The reason why Pathfinder is so important to me is my family consists of multiple veterans. My husband is a 10-year Air Force vet. I have two grandfathers who are Marines. Of course, they're never not a Marine, right? (laughs) And then my uncle was a retired Air Force military man, but he also was at the Pentagon during 9-11. 
So this system really is near and dear to my heart because we are trying to provide new innovative situations and projects for the VA and to get the best products and services into our hospitals for our veterans. Listeners probably have heard this, but my father was a Vietnam veteran. Three of his brothers are Vietnam veterans. And I've always said that the VA of today is not like my father's VA, like of what I knew, supporting him in the 90s and so on, even when I first joined the military. But both of you just said some interesting things. But one of you have been in, in 11 years, 15 years. In that time when you first came in, did the words entrepreneur or innovation, like, was that really a subject even as recently as 10 to 15 years ago? Not for me. No, I never no, even heard of innovation until two years ago, actually. Right. Uh, I think the VA is just on the cusp of really, um, they've done some really great innovational work throughout the years, but I don't think people realize what we have done with VA, but we're pushing through and we're getting the best bang for our buck out there. We really want to take care of our guys and gals. Yeah. But historically, we have always been involved in innovation. We had uh, the first cardiac pacemaker, the first liver transplant. We have the nicotine patch. We've got three Nobel Prizes, seven Laskers. So innovation isn't new to the system, but engaging the entire system in a collaborative effort with the public is what's new. Yeah. And we've always heard that the VA is the largest teaching hospital. So especially the Veterans Health Administration, so many of America's health professionals go through the VA as this training. It's like you said, Stacey, there is there's sort of like the innovative culture of the VA. It's where a lot of research is done. It's where a lot of it's a nationwide health system. So you can do things in regionally. But really, this focus on sort of entrepreneurship or a new way of maybe deliberately fast turnover innovation seems to be something new from the VA. Agree. Uh, we call it the speed of innovation. <laughs> yeah, we're trying to get things to go through that. Um, norm the VA is just like any other government agency. We're mired in red tape and bureaucracy and silos. So we have to figure out a way to make those processes streamlined and efficient so that it doesn't take 18 months to do something going through all of that legal governance structures. So we do have a little bit more leeway. Congress has given us the ability to do CRADAs, which are cooperative research and development agreements. So that allows us to go quicker without having to go down the contract lane, which is Ashley's lane. Uh, but it's a work in progress, right? Because it's a culture shift to not go through all the governance to get things done. Yeah, I can absolutely see where that can be a benefit. Both of you are part of the VA's Pathfinder program, which you both mentioned. It's part of the Veterans Health Administration Innovation Ecosystem. A relatively new program provides an opportunity for individuals to share their innovative ideas related to veteran health care within the VA. What can you tell us about the Pathfinder program? So great question. Our Pathfinder program is actually a platform on the website. It's actually pathfinder.va.gov. Just want to put a plug there if anybody would like to visit the website. Pathfinder serves as the front door to VA to either sell or innovate with us. And it provides actionable information about getting a product, service, or innovation in front of the right people at the right time. There is two paths. I do want to uh, clearly state there is two paths. There is an innovational track that Stacy is head of. And then we have a vendor management path, which I am ahead of. And it's really just a self-guided experience. But you can put your submission portal in and 
your information goes into our market research database. And that is fairly new as well. We have just created a market research database for RBA staff members to access all the vendors and their new products that they have available for our clinicians and for our veterans use. From the innovation side, as Ashley said, the Pathfinder website, that externally facing website, has been built or designed specifically for people that visit the site to be able to find information that might not be readily available in a single location so that they can pull that information off. Once they decide that they want to engage with VA, whether it's the vendor track or the innovation track, there's a simple intake form at the end that you fill out. And it's the back-end solution of Pathfinder that is really unique, in, in my opinion. We have the largest integrated healthcare system in the country. If we are not utilizing our staff as subject matter experts in the areas that these submissions come in on, it's a missed opportunity. So what we've done on the backside is once, once the veteran or industry partner, potential collaborator, comes to the site, fills out the intake form, when it comes in, we are identifying people within our system at all levels of the organization within that content space who are actually subject matter experts of that content to do a review in terms of value and feasibility and meaningfulness and strategic alignment. Once they are able to do that, we're able to quantify and compare these submissions and give them back to the content space leaders so they can make informed decisions on what they want to bring in based on what's available because we want to be on the cutting edge. So your listeners out there, if you have innovative solutions that are going to change the way veterans do business, please submit to Pathfinder. We are a matchmaker and it's all about the veterans. So, And I just wanted to add, I want to put out this we don't turn anybody away. We, we welcome everyone's thoughts and inputs and submissions. We do not say no to anyone. If you haven't been SAM registered as a government vendor, that's okay. We help you go through that process. We welcome anyone's ideas, products, services. We just want to ensure we're being transparent with our industry partners, potential collaborators, we want to get as much diversity and socioeconomic vendors as we can, just to show that VA is welcoming, engaging with our industry partners, and we are opening our eyes to more collaboration with those folks. I think this is something that I've seen really, again, over the last 10 or 15 years, much more of this connection from the VA to sort of the community or, or organizations outside of the VA. And that's really what this sounds like. Maybe if we can, so there's that conceptual overview, but maybe some examples or, or maybe some of the way that I'm thinking about this is perhaps if there are a group of justice-involved veterans who are developing a unique peer support group that seems to be working, maybe in a couple of different communities in Oklahoma, for example, and they want to share that with the VA. That's what we're talking about is they would reach out and for you, Stacey, and say, hey, we have this idea and we think it might work and it might work well for other justice-involved veterans across the VA. Is that sort of what we're talking about? That's exactly it. So they would go to the website and complete the intake form. We ask, there's 20 questions, I think. What is the problem you're attempting to solve? What is your solution? How do you know it works? Um, if it's been tested already in other locations, as you said, then we ask them where that where they were tested and what that data was. And then we get that submission out in front of people that know what 
justice innovation is because we are not the experts of everything. We recognize that. So we are leaning on our system. We get them out, get that submission to those people that understand what that submission and that solution is about. They're the ones that determine the value in terms of is this a problem inside of our system that um, we are in a position to solve, feasibly in a position to solve? Or is it something that needs planning? Or maybe it's something that we already have inside the system, in which case another great part of the Pathfinder program is we can't pilot and take on everything, right? Money, resources, timing. Sometimes it's not a great time and all of those submissions go into a searchable repository so that we can pull those out when times and priorities change. But also the feedback that those um, subject matter experts within the VA system give on that submission goes back to the submitter. So they're getting real-time feedback from veteran specialists about what they might be able to do to improve their product or make it more robust or what information we might need to make a better decision. So it's really a feedback loop that goes both ways and we're finding it to be very effective and they're really enjoying it. So, And so that's an example of, uh, I have an idea that seems to be working, right? You know, or, or maybe this works well in my community and maybe it can be something like there's that end of the spectrum. And then maybe, Ashley, there's another end of the spectrum of uh, there's something like there is a technological widget that increases connectedness among a different community that is a fully fleshed out product that people say this might work for veterans. And then they would come to the vendor side. Is that correct? Absolutely correct. I always tell people when you're thinking about the Pathfinder and you're trying to decide which path to go down, I always say Stacy's on the innovational side and that's more of a planning process. But if you want like just in time right now to work, that's where the vendor management process comes into play. And that's exactly right. If you have a marketable ready product or service that is able to be off the shelf and sold or used at this point in time, you come over to the vendor management side. And we have a lot of folks supporting us. We have SMEs as well. Uh, we have our category management department, which essentially assesses the submission just to ensure we have the right information and everything's categorized out of 10 categories through the Office of Management and Budget. <laughs> so it does get to the right people. That's why we do this, because we had to basically break it out as submissions were flowing in so quickly, we were unable to really keep up with that load, essentially at first, because it was such a new product. And now our, our system is working. We are moving and grooving and getting people in the system and communicating back. What we've heard from our industry partners is the transparency and having a real person contact them, email them, tell them where their submission is, their updates, saying, okay, now I know my product is in that market search database. So maybe, like Stacey said, maybe right now isn't the greatest time, but it's still there for when our clinicians need the product when they need it, when they're doing their research and trying to, they have a special surgery and they need a certain piece of equipment. They need a certain widget. I'm not a clinical expert by any means, you know, and then they're able to go into that system and really dive deep so they don't have to keep reaching out and calling people and doing this and that because we really want to keep our clinicians focused on our veterans. So some of that administrative work, such as this market research we wanted to limit that, and that's why we wanted to put all of our vendors into the system, like a one-stop shop, just make it much easier 
for us and our industry partners. I think in really hearing you both, it's very exciting. We're at a point in time where technological advances, research outcomes, even the needs of veterans are rapidly changing. From each of you, why do you think it's important for the Veterans Health Administration to do this at this time to explore these innovations and new ideas? At this time, I think that it's always been important to the VA. But recently, as you've said, we have really put a lot of time, money, and investment in the innovation side because we are uniquely suited to be an innovation, to test innovation, especially on the veteran population. Ashley, what do you think about that? I, I think it opens up a direct channel to collaborate with our industry partners and VA and introduce things that maybe the VA wasn't super inclined to know about. We're getting up to the 21st century. We are there. We're ready to do anything and everything we need to do for our veterans. And the system, it, it shows how much we are able to reach out and engage through our industry partners. So we have a lot of small businesses, small disabled veteran-owned businesses, veteran-owned small businesses, women-owned small businesses with extensive experience working with the government. And with having them, they provide some guidance and support just with suggestions. I just had a vendor the other day contact me and say, hey, really the Pathfinder system, here's a couple suggestions. And it's great because I think 10 years ago, I don't think that very respectable relationship would have been there. I, I don't feel like we would have gotten such a positive response, but because this system has really opened the eyes to people as all those people want to know is communication. They just want to engage and understand what we are needing as a whole for our agency, but also they, they just want to take care of our veterans as well. Just an opportunity, really. Yeah, no, I think it's amazing. Again, really excited when I first heard about the program. Again, just the idea of the VA's uh, innovation ecosystem is such an exciting new way of thinking and new way of doing business. So if folks wanted to find out more about the Pathfinder program, Ashley, you had mentioned the website, but how could they find out more? How could they engage in, in some of this or, or even submit some ideas if they have? The website, is where everything happens. So again, the website is pathfinder.va.gov. And we also do have a email support group and an FAQs, uh, frequently asked questions on the website uh, that they can email us and we will be more than happy. We meet with veterans and vendors all the time. Uh, people have questions. They want to just learn how to navigate the system. And we are always open to sit down and have those conversations. I think I meet with at least two or three a week just so they understand what's going on. Again, there is two paths. So you do need to understand what you're looking for, what your final outcome would be first before engaging. But we also have a lot of education on our Pathfinder site as well. And we did that because there's a lot of red tape within our agency. Stacey and I still are learning things and we've been into the government together 26 years. You know, it's like we we find something out, something new every single day. So we understand some of the frustration it might be. So to alleviate those stressors, we've really put a lot of education, uh, different um, opportunities that may become available onto the website to mm -hmm. ensure everything would be easy for our external partners. Yeah. In a single location. 
a right, poll, a poll system. We very open <laughs> book and transparent. This is what we're working on. This is what you'll need to submit. Um, this is what you can expect. We communicated every step of the process. It's really, it's new and exciting. And it's, we're getting a lot of submissions. So thank you for giving us a chance to talk to your veterans because nobody knows how to improve veteran care better than veterans. And this gives them exactly. the opportunity to be on that, on the cutting edge of that, to help shape what we're bringing into the VA. Absolutely. Very exciting program. Uh, looking forward to five years from now saying this is an idea that was submitted through uh, the Pathfinder program, or even three years from now, moving at the speed yeah. of innovation. <laughs> um, but thank you both so much for coming on the show today. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah, thank you, Dwayne. This was awesome. This was a wonderful opportunity just to sit here and engage with you, but also get to educate some of our external industry partners and tell our veterans we really do support and want the best for them here uh, within the VA agency. You know, that's our mission. Yeah. We're all about doing everything we can to support our veterans. Absolutely. And we are open for business. Absolutely. Once again, we'd like to thank this week's sponsor, PsychArmor. PsychArmor is the premier education and learning ecosystem specializing in military culture content. PsychArmor offers an online e-learning laboratory that's free to individual learners, as well as custom training options for organizations. You know, there's simply no way for everyone to know everything that's going on in the Department of Veterans Affairs, especially if you're not part of the VA. And that's why this program is interesting, because it's designed to help those who aren't in the VA understand how to engage with the nationwide healthcare system. I've been thinking a lot about this lately, especially as, if you've noticed, we've been having a lot of guests on from the VA. The Veterans Healthcare Administration is a national healthcare system. You sort of get it when you hear that phrase, but I think taking more time to understand what that really means is important. Consider the healthcare systems in your community. You have a service provider or a couple that runs a hospital network in your location, and that network has a range of services that they provide. Inpatient care, surgical care, outpatient care, pharmacies, etc. In my community, we have two major healthcare systems. Unless you live in Colorado or in the Central Mountain West, names likely won't be very familiar to you. But you can imagine what the system is like because there's likely something close to where you live. And that system has all the specialties, all of the ologists, if you will, that your community needs. Now consider that healthcare network nationwide. It's the same healthcare provider in Phoenix, in San Diego, in Portland, Maine, and Portland, Oregon. On top of that, it's not just a nationwide healthcare system, it's a federal government healthcare system, which has all of the advantages and disadvantages that go along with that. Ensuring that I would get the same care from the VA in Huntington, West Virginia, that I would get in Tampa, Florida, is a huge, complicated job. The VA is the federal government's second largest department after the Department of Defense, and the responsibility it has to care for those who served our country is both daunting and necessary. I once heard a former Secretary of Veterans Affairs say that if the VA were a Fortune 500 company, the size and cost of running it would make it something like one of the top 10 companies in the country. I say all that to say that it's both encouraging and interesting that the VA is really investing in their engagement with innovation and community partners. I do recognize that there has always been a culture of innovation at the VA, as both Ashley and Stacy mentioned. Many of the advances in healthcare in the past 50 years have come out of the VA, and a large portion of the meaningful research on veteran health is being done at the VA. Even in my own field of veteran mental health, we know so much more about the diagnosis and treatment of post-traumatic stress disorder, traumatic brain injury, addiction and substance use disorders, even emergent concepts like moral injury or the impacts of social determinants of health on well-being. All of these things have been advanced through application and research through the Veterans Administration. 
And we know that veterans are both representative of and members of the communities from across the country, and what we learn from supporting the veteran population can be applied to everyone. But you heard Stacy mention during our conversation about a culture shift, being more transparent, more communicative, more collaborative, helping those outside the VA navigate the process of working with the VA. The sense that I'm getting is that there is now an interest in letting the innovation flow both ways, not just the excellent and necessary innovation within the VA that's being shared with the community, but the excellent work and innovation from communities and organizations external to the VA being brought into the VA. Going back to the Fortune 500 idea, those companies are Fortune 500 companies for a reason, and there are likely things that are being done outside the VA that can greatly benefit the veterans who use the VA. You know, I always thought of military installations as blank spots on the map for people in their community where they're located. I think of the places where I was stationed at, the 82nd Airborne Division in North Carolina, Fort Meade in Maryland, Fort Carson here in Colorado. You have on post or on base, then you have off post. When you're on post, you generally have everything you need and you don't really have to go off post if you don't have to. And of course, your mission is on the base, whatever it is, so there is a natural separation and even a physical separation with gates and fences. The VA isn't like that in a physical sense, of course, but for many years it seemed like that. I grew up close to one of the largest community-based outreach clinics in St. Louis, and it was pretty much an unknown. Never went there, never knew what was in there or what was done there. It was in the community, but it was not part of the community, if you know what I mean. And, as I've mentioned, I've seen that change over the past 15 years. The walls have come down, so to speak, and there is more collaboration and engagement, both between VA facilities and their local communities, as well as between the VA and non-VA organizations. And I can't help but think that this is a good thing, both for the community and the VA, and ultimately for the veterans and family members that are supported. So if you want to get involved, or even if you're a bit skeptical, check out the VA's Pathfinder program and engage. So I hope you appreciated this conversation with Stacy and Ashley. If you appreciate, if you did, we'd appreciate hearing from you. So if you do have some feedback, let us know. Drop a review in your podcast player of choice, or send us an email at info at We're always glad to hear from listeners, both feedback on the show and suggestions for future guests. For this week's Psychomer Resource of the Week, since we're talking about the VA system of vendor management, I'd like to share the PsychArmor course, Supporting Veteran-Owned Businesses, Supplier Diversity. In this course, you will learn strategies and best practices to implement veteran supplier diversity in your business or organization. You can find a link to the resource in our show notes. So thanks for taking the time to listen to this episode. Make sure to take a look at the show notes, which you can find in the podcast app, as well as on the PsychArmor website, psychomer.org forward slash podcast. While you're there, you can find hundreds of online training videos delivered by nationally recognized subject matter experts who are committed to educating the civilian community about military culture. All of these courses are free to individual learners. You wouldn't be listening if you didn't care, and it's that curiosity and passion for supporting service members and their families that we want to encourage and increase. Come back each week for another conversation and make sure to engage with Psychomer on social media to let us know what you thought about the show. I'd like to express special thanks to Operation Encore and Navy Seahawk pilot Jerry Maniscalco for our theme song, Don't Kill the Messenger. This show was produced by Headspace and Timing, and all rights to the show remain reserved by Psycharmor. Much appreciation to the team at Psycharmor that makes the show happen. Carol Turner, Vice President of Strategic Communications, who keeps me on track and is an outstanding guest coordinator. Support and transcripts by Emma Atheroff. Feel free to share the show. In fact, we request that you do, but make sure to let folks know where you heard it. Join us next time for another great episode, and until then, stay aware, get educated, and be well.